Fire's got the temperature up all over the camp. Won't last long, though. Neither will we. How will we make it? Maybe we should. If you're worried about me... If we've got any surprises for each other... I don't think we're in much shape to do anything about it. Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. Welcome, welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. We might never take the world, at least we've had our day. Real talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Live from New York, it's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. My name is Mike Russo, your host. With me tonight via Skype from the show Indie Lounge, Mandy Del Rio. What's up, Mandy? What's up, Mike? Uh, Not much. Thanks for doing the show. Thank you for having me on. Well, I had a bump De Niro, so no pressure. <laughs> it's a lot to live up to. Thanks. Yeah, I don't so, uh, what's going on over there? Everything all right? What's uh, what's your weekend looking like? Yeah, everything's cool, man. Um, not much, just uh, hanging out. I guess uh, I guess Sunday's Easter. True. Yeah, so we're but- just just hanging. We're we're staying home, so. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. You know, stay home with the family or whatever you got to do. Probably, I mean, if you do celebrate Easter, uh, probably have a big meal or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I'll cook something, I guess, for these guys. But (laughs) did you, um, I don't know. Can you, did you hear the intro on your side? No, I didn't. Oh, because I played, um, I played a clip from the thing. Oh, awesome. One of my favorites. Isn't it great? Isn't it one? It that movie never gets old. Yeah. I've seen it a million times. Same here. I'll and if it's on, I'll just we'll watch it. We'll leave it on. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, easily. And a I masterpiece. Think, uh yeah. That's not a. That's not a overstatement. If that's even a word, is overstatement a word? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is a word. Yeah, well, if it isn't, it is now. Because I love that movie. <laughs> and. Me too. I've been watching that movie since I, uh, I don't know, maybe since I was like eight or something, and I just got it on Blu-ray like two months ago. Uh, I don't know what I was waiting for. Sweet, I know, I know. That's one I gotta get. I gotta get up on the, my Blu-rays. Upgrade to Blu-ray. Oh wait, you, you mean you gotta get more? You gotta get more DV, uh, Blu-ray movies, or you gotta get a player? Yeah, no, no. I've got a Blu-ray player. I gotta do the transformation from DVD to Blu-ray. On like all my movies. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do? Do you get more DVDs or Blu-rays? What do you do? Um, I've been on the Blu-ray thing for a while, but I'm starting yeah. to think. I'm starting to think that everything's gonna be, um, digital download soon. I know, right? <laughs> I know. 
So I don't know how how much how much bigger my collection is going to be, but right. I really enjoy the digital downloads. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a new thing. You know, it's funny once you once you get settled with one thing, a new thing comes out. It's hard to keep up, but but it's uh it's really convenient the digital downloads, absolutely. You know, it's it's great, but you know, on the same on the other side of the token, Having mm-hmm. something in your hand to hold and to read yeah. the back of is something. I, in there. I you know what I I miss video stores and I know that totally like makes me a dinosaur but I I do I miss like going to the video store and like looking you know at all the boxes and stuff I mean that's how I grew up you know oh yeah hundred percent um especially the horror the horror covers were classic I know right I know I know. And you would go to um like the little mom and pop stores. They would have the most despicable horror movies, and you would never <laughs> find them anywhere else except for that corner mom and pop store with the bloody covers, and it was just <laughs> great. I know, I know, totally. So I'm I'm right there with you with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, tell everybody um the name of your show and what it's all about and uh, what you guys do over there. Yeah, sure. I mean, my show's called The Indie Lounge, and basically um, we um, promote, um, you know, entertainer, entertainment professionals um, who are involved in indie projects. So, you know, I want to say, you know, we help indie artists. We put the spotlight on indie artists and give them a place to showcase their work. But, you know, I don't want it. It's not so much a narrow category because we have some people who aren't necessarily indie artists, but that they're involved in indie projects. Like um, our next guest is um, Jackie, the joke man, Martling. I know him very well. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. So he's, you know, he's still mainstream, but now he's doing his own thing. So it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a broad, narrow spectrum, if that even makes sense. Um, but but basically, you know, we just we want to promote people and, with their indie projects. So um, that's what the show is about. Um, we've had several different types of, of artists. Like we've had we had a comedian on, a comedy writer. We've had, you know, film director. Um, we had a singer songwriter who also produced her own play. Um, we have a. a a wide range. Um, and we're always taking submissions too. Oh, that's great. How can, um, how can people reach out to you like that? Yeah. Well, um, you can either go on Twitter. Uh, it's, um, at Indie Lounge TV, or you can email me directly, um, with your press release, your photos, you know, information. Um, and that's Mandy at Indie Lounge TV.com. And we're also on Facebook, Indie Lounge TV. Right, social media is very important nowadays. Get a lot done with social media. I know. It's it's like the only way, really. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You can really um reach reach out to a lot of people with that. Um I'm in I'm in New York, so if you want I don't know if you want to give out the channel or or, or the cable providers. I don't know if you know it off the top of your head, but I yeah, got, I you know, I know a lot of people in Jersey listen. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, we can definitely be seen um on air. Sundays and Thursdays at six o'clock, channel twenty-one, and that's on Cablevision. And we can also be seen Thursday and Sundays, nine thirty in South Orange, channel nineteen, Cablevision, channel twenty-two and forty-four, FiOS, 
and in Maplewood, Comcast Channel 35 and Fios uh, Channel 22. Oh, you're on Cablevision too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I got, so I could check you out probably. Awesome. Yeah, we're trying to grow. We're also trying to expand um, where we air too. I've got a couple other channels up in the air. Um, Hopefully, they'll start airing it too. So I'm trying to really grow this in the cable access, you know, network. You're trying yeah. to take over the cable access gang, oh, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> That's right. You're trying yep. to be the kingpin. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's like bigger do. than Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But don't sell out, though. Don't sell no. out. No, no. We're just strictly local cable access. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go bigger. But <laughs> yeah, I um <coughs> excuse me. Okay, so I watched um the episode with uh director, writer, producer, f- caterer, pirate, gangster, <laughs> um, you know, Jack Thomas Smith and I really enjoyed uh-huh. it. Oh cool. That's actually he's my boyfriend too, so I'm glad you oh, enjoyed that one. I can't believe you said that. I yo, <laughs> I swear to God, I was just gonna say I don't listen. Uh, let me tell you what I was about to say. I don't know if you're married, but there was fucking sparks flying with you too. I was swear to God, I was just gonna say that. That's good. And I'm you glad know we what? convey that. I'll take pictures of my notes and send it to you if you don't believe okay. me. Yes, we definitely have sparks flying. It's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, uh, it, it showed, it showed, so. No, it's awesome, that's awesome. And let me just tell you about him. I had him on my show once, but I couldn't figure out the Skype. I was really early in my uh, Skype career, so to speak, so I couldn't yeah. air it. Oh. He might be the nicest guy yeah. <laughs> I've ever talked to. Yeah, he he really is. I'm not, I'm not just biased. He is he is a great guy. And Absolutely. And when I say that, I mean that, like, like as for someone I've never met before. Yeah. Just really nice. Yeah. And it, it, with him, it's totally what you see is what you get. Like, there's no BS at all. Like, I, I you know. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Well, I'm glad you watched the episode. Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, he's, a, he's an easy interview. He could just go. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, he's a pro. So that's yeah. always good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's great. And I really enjoyed the Howard Nerds um, review of the movie Infliction, which is now available at all your local retailers. Yeah, that's cool. That's um, that's my buddy Todd Starooch, um, the horror nerd. He's he has his own blog. Actually, it's um, horrornerd.net. Um, and he he's great at these reviews. You gotta if you check out the last one, episode five. Um, I think that's probably his best uh, show. But he's he's very cool and he's he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Also, ah, oh, so you you got a good uh good little foundation going on over there. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And I mean, the production team—they're all volunteers. They come in once a month. They they work really hard. Um, the studio manager Art Benito—he he really works hard in getting it edited and everything. So I feel very lucky to have this show. Very good. Um, how did you really get into hosting? I mean, you do a, a, a pretty, you do a really good job. Um, Thank you. Is that something you always wanted to do, uh, aspired to, or whatever? 
Well, you know, I've always been one to be like, I've always wanted to be a performer ever since I was a little kid. I would do whatever I could to perform dancing, acting, singing. Um, I actually wanted to be an actress when I was younger, but kind of had to get into the workforce. So I couldn't, you know, you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you got to do what you got to do to survive and then chip away at your dream. Um, so I've always done little side projects. Um, and then it's just like you fall, you know, you meet people along the way and, and you find, you know, I basically got really lucky with this show. Um, but it's definitely in me to, to enjoy being in front of people and, and being in front of the camera. It's something I really like to do. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. How do you um now the, the the guests that you have on? I watched actually a couple seconds of the um, you know I was kind of scrolling through the videos and I did watch a couple seconds of the one I think it was he was a comedian um you know he stared directly at your legs three seconds in. Do <laughs> um, <laughs> they um some they all they're all submissions or do you like you know have no. a little network going? You have like a little little crew. We do, we do, we we have a. It's funny because it's unfortunately the show's only once a month because we have the next, you know, we have the show booked for a while out. Even though we do take submissions because we like to put people in certain places, um, but we met him through a contact of Jack's. Um, so a lot Jack brings a lot of these people. He's got a really good network, um, and then I've made a couple connections too on my own. So it's just yeah, it comes from from basically our network and um you know we've built we've built you know contacts with each other and he's also had previous contacts so um yeah that particular that's John DeBellis and he's he is fantastic um yeah and we met him through Jack's contact oh yeah oh I know oh yeah yeah I know him yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah I, I think I know I mean besides seeing him on your show oh yeah his name was really familiar yeah well he's done some big stuff and he's um you know he started doing stand-up with like really famous guys now he became really good friends with the group that he started stand-up which was larry larry david richard lewis like that whole group joe piscopo um so those are those are still his friends and he kind of grew up with these guys in the stand-up world and um and he also wrote for for David Letterman. He's written for SNL. Huge. Yeah, big big guys. So you may have seen his name, and um, I've been trying to promote his book as much as possible. It's called Stand Up Guys: A Generation of Laughs, and it's it's amazing. I'm reading it right now, and I cannot even put it down. Okay, so that book is pretty much um, his life in that time period in the world of comedy. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sure there's a lot of insanity going on in that book because com- yeah. the comedy world by itself is just craziness because of the personalities. Oh, um, yeah. In his time period, which is probably what the mid to mid mid to late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was in the maybe even early '80s. I want to say. I think it was, yeah, maybe even late 70s, early 80s, I want to say. I I don't remember um, exactly, but it's before Joe Piscopo hit it, before Larry David. You know, they were kind of in the beginning of their career. So that's kind of like the cocaine era. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I assume. (laughs) Yeah, come on, you assume. Come on. (laughs) 
That yeah. was a little, listen, that was a little before your time, but. Yeah, a so, little bit, but yeah, so I'm sure was, yours too, judging by your picture. <laughs> what, um, you, you look pretty what? young I, yourself. I have a baby face, so. Oh, okay, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think it is, um, but I do remember the 80s and cocaine was a huge yeah. thing back then. Yeah. And then yeah. add on to that the comedy world with those personalities know, right oh yeah and yeah. he's right in the middle of it so you guys got to go check out <laughs> that book out there yeah yep i recommend it jackety joke man that's a huge get i know i know we met him we met him through john debellis ah there you go it's all it's, was, yeah yeah <laughs> it all falls into place I'm sure you you get that too. I'm sure I, I listened. Oh my god, your last show, um, your friend Jason. Yeah. Oh my god, I was like crying. I was like, I was like, Jack, you got to hear this. We were laughing so hard. Oh, I, I just really have to let you know your show is awesome. <laughs> oh, I really really appreciate that. That means um, you know, it means a lot to me that you guys you know actually listen to the show. And I'm gonna tell Jay you said that, and that that story was true, by the way. Hilarious, hilarious. It was like nonsense. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like laughing the whole time he was talking. It was hilarious. Oh, that's great. I really appreciate that. And um, I got to get Jack back on the show. Maybe because he's filming a movie now. So maybe when he's ready to. I mean, did they start filming on on the new one? Not yet. Not yet. That's still. We're still kind of in pre production on that one. So not yet. Okay, so I mean, if when you guys are ready to promote, um, you know, let him know, or you know, maybe even I'll reach out to him, and um, you know, he could do some promotion on my show. I mean, I have a decent following for just you know some regular guy. Yeah, so, yeah, you, know, you do. That's great. Yeah, so I mean, it can't hurt, and I'd love to get a second chance to have him on because I blew it the first time. <laughs> yeah, he would love to come on. And I really enjoyed the uh, infliction. Would you were in that? Who were you in that movie? Well, I had a, I was the, one of the 911 callers at the beginning of the, it was, a, it was a voiceover. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I had like, okay, you can't really see, you might be able to see me, but I was also in a picture on the hallway, like in the hallway. I was like one of the judge's daughters. So if you go, if you watch it, they, you know, they scroll along the wall and like there's a family portrait and I'm kind of in there tucked in the corner. <laughs> oh, really? Good. You know, it counts as screen time, right? It does. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Yeah, yeah, so, was, you know, put a little something on your IMDB right there. It's, it's on there. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So what's, um, I mean, what's going on in the future with you? I mean, your, um, your show is booked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, we're booked, I mean, potentially until the fall, we're pretty much booked. But wow. like I said, I don't like to have, I, I kind of like to make sure we have like a kind of a, a mix, you know, like I don't, I don't necessarily want to have like two comedians in a row per se. Like, so I'll try to fit people in, you know, we have, um, like you got Jackie coming on, then after that I've got a horror author. Nice. And yeah, and I think I'm gonna have two guests. I, I think I'm starting to have two guests per episode. Like um, it, it, the indie world is so vast; it is it's yeah. like insane. Yeah. Um. So I'm I a lot. There's so many singer songwriters that singer songwriters and like indie musicians can go to like three years from now. You know. Yeah. And, definitely. Yeah. So, um, what I'm trying to do is get like, you know, a main guest and then 
you know, an indie band or an indie singer songwriter, just kind of mix it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, diversity is, is definitely important. And, but on the independent thing for a second, uh, you know, obviously I'm an independent podcaster and, um, when I started doing this a couple of years ago, I was, you know, a stranger in a strange land. Yeah. Um, fast forward a couple of years later, I've made so many connections and friends within this little, the little podcasting world, the little podcasting community. Um, so independent spirit, I know it's a cliche because they have the independent spirit awards and these type of things, but the independent, independent spirit is very strong yeah. within the community, whether it's, you know, like you said, singer songwriters, uh, authors podcasters like myself yeah it is very vast like you yeah. said. yeah yeah i mean it, it and it and that's what's great and i think now because of podcasts like yours and then tv shows like mine these people now have a forum to get out there you yeah, know definitely. Where, right it's like before if you weren't a name before the internet before you know, people were more accessible. It's like you didn't have a chance, you know, unless your last name was, you know, I don't know, Lennon or something. Like wow. you went straight to the top, didn't you? I, I, I did. I did. <laughs> I, I went for it. You I couldn't right pull over, anything Ringo. out of my brain other than Lennon. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Coppola, but that's pretty big I, too. All right. <laughs> Either way. You but step right over Ringo. I. I <laughs> <laughs> I did. I went right for the Lennon, right for the gut shot. <laughs> oh, why'd you have to say shot? That's not. That's not oh, right. Oh, oh, that's I. I. Oh man, that's in poor taste. <laughs> really poor taste. It's it's you know this is my second interview solo. What what are you what are you gonna do? <laughs> did you see the um the movie starring uh, Jared Leto about um? What, no. What was his the, name? Mark David Chapman was that him? Yeah, yeah, that was um. Um, yeah, no, I want to see that though. I do want to see it. I've heard it's amazing. Uh, I saw the cover and, uh, he looks like he put on a bunch of weight. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, honestly, Jared Leto's pretty much the real deal. I think. Oh Um, yeah, definitely. He's great. He's great. Did you see Dallas Buyers Club? No, I haven't. I'm really behind on my movies. I've been watching just, what have I been watching? Uh, Nothing. I haven't been watching anything lately. <laughs> I've been watching Total Recall every night before bed for like the past week. Oh, that's cool though. Total yeah. Recall is awesome. But Jared Leto is going to be the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I thought Heath Ledger was amazing. I first. I don't know about your reaction to Heath Ledger at first, but I was a little like, whoa, really? <laughs> like, I don't know if he can do it, but then look what he did with the Joker. So I have a feeling Jared Leto is going to be pretty cool. Um, my reaction uh, when I first heard Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker was, I'm not watching this fucking movie. <laughs> and then they released the first picture of him in makeup where it's all messed up on his face. Yeah. And I was in. I was like, all yeah. right. This is Oh, totally. Cool. Yeah. I mean, this is not broke back Batman. This is Oh shit. This is <laughs> This is, you know, the real deal. Yeah. This is insanity and it's going to be awesome. So that's what's, how I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I was just babbling. <laughs> no, that's good, man. I like to 
I like to babble a lot. Do you know where that term comes from, by the way? No. All right, you know, all right, in Bible world, I'm not a religious guy at all, but... Not either. Okay, the Tower <laughs> of Babel, you know that? Yeah. That story? Yeah. All right, so they're trying to build a tower to go up to God because these people, they didn't believe God was, you know, they thought they were gods. So hmm. they're going to build a Tower of Babel to go up to God. So God was like, yo, fuck you guys. I'm going to make <laughs> you all speak different languages, and you're not going to understand what you're saying, and you're not going to build a tower going up to me. So now all the people speaking different languages, um, building the tower of quote unquote babble, they're babbling to each other. Hmm. That's and that's a true story. Really? Well, I mean, it's not true. It's in the Bible, but it's in the Bible. I gotcha. <laughs> that's where babbling comes from. That is interesting. A little known fact. And that's my boring stat, uh, boring fact <laughs> of the night. <laughs> I love trivial stuff. I love trivia. I love trivia. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I, uh, you know what? As I'm getting older, my trivia skills aren't as good as they used to be. I don't know what, uh, yeah. what's going on. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot, all right? Okay. What, well, before I do that, I want to ask you what your favorite, if you have a favorite movie genre, what would it be? <sighs> genre movie genre favorite god i don't know it for That's me tough. it's so hard to say favorites because i love film so much i, I don't know, know. idea yeah, that's that's impossible just that's kind of like asking you what your favorite movie is you can't answer it i can't some people can jack can he's always like he like knows his favorites you knew it yeah exactly right all right <laughs> how does, does he do that <laughs> does um you know why because that probably propelled him into his career that's true they're coming yeah. out they're releasing that in 3d by the way oh uh, no really yeah i don't know how interested you are in that but not sure all right so give me five films that you that are in your top you know not top five just give me five of your favorite favorite movies okay that would be goodfellas beautiful that, yeah that would be the thing nice yeah, I love Fright Night. Good, good. Uh, uh, the original or the remake? Do I even have oh to God. ask? Yeah. Do you really have to ask? No, I don't. <laughs> I take it back. The original? <laughs> yeah. Um, God, there's so many. Um, um, what did I put in my press release? Oh, my God. The King of Comedy is one of my favorite movies of all time. Martin Scorsese. Don't, um, um, don't hate me or don't you know, be mad. Because Scorsese is my favorite director, and I've never seen that movie. Oh, you've got to see The King of Comedy. I heard it's yeah. awesome. Oh, it's all it, it's it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, yeah, I totally see it. Um, yeah, um, I I love classic. What? How many is that? What did I give you? Four. Yeah, three, four. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Night of the Living Dead. Nice. And God, there's so many. Um, Any uh, Tarantino's in there? I love, uh, yeah, um, Reservoir Dogs. Wow, you went Reservoir Dogs, huh? I yeah, you know what? I I love Pulp Fiction, but I think I like Reservoir Dogs better. Wow, that's yeah, yeah. I can see that, but that's a, that's a bold statement, but not too bold. I I can see that. 
Yeah, I, I love I just clicked with it. I love love Reservoir Dogs. Um, American World from London. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Boom. A lot That's of horror. Right. Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. I know. It's really weird. Yeah. I'm not like a horror nerd like, person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a horror person per se, but it's funny because a lot of my favorites happen to be horror. The Shining's another one. Of course. Yep. What are your what are some of your favorite movies? Everything you just said. Oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, um, The Thing, Goodfellas, Godfather, one and two. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Yeah, not the third one though. Which one? Right? Not not Godfather Three. I wasn't what, uh, what is that? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just had a moment. Does that exist? I don't even know. No, no. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, cause I love Casino, Raging Bull. Casino's great. Yeah. Love Casino. Again, Jaws, of course. Yeah. You like the deer hunter? I forgot about that one. That's one of my favorites too. I love the deer hunter. I don't know if it's aging very well, cause it's pretty dated, um, but it's still freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a that's just a classic. There was um, I see. You know why I like that movie? Did you see that that the latest movie, um, Unbreakable? No, I I don't think I've seen. No, no, I haven't. I should. Uh, I've heard it's really good. Is well, it I, good? I heard the beef with that movie is the the those guys are in a you know they're in a POW camp, but they're still pretty. Oh come on! Are and that serious? that made me think of the Deer Hunter and how dirty and gritty De Niro I'm, and Walken was. Yeah, yeah, like like real. Yeah. yeah. I don't like Hollywood BS. I I don't. I I like things to be real, you know? Yeah, like if if you're going to be in a POW camp for 10 years, you can't have white teeth. (laughs) I know. I know. Bleached teeth. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. I hear you. I'm the same way. I I love it to be authentic, you know? Oh, alien. Aliens. Yes. Love. Which one did you like better? All right, that's the big question. I've actually asked that on my podcast like three times to three different <laughs> people. Um, my generation, Aliens, is in yeah. right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Because yeah. that came out when I was like 10. I yeah. saw it with, with my with my pops. I saw it in the theater. Uh, so that's uh, like right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Alien yeah. 3 is all right, but. I didn't, I didn't, I liked the first, the first two. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like you said, Aliens is, I probably like that one better. You know, even though it's hard to say, they're two different, different types of movies. Equally great. I agree. I agree. I've watched, did you watch the director's cut of those? Those are great. No. Yeah, you got to see those. That's it. Okay. Especially the Aliens one, because it shows you how... The um the colony got infected got um you know how the alien got into the colony. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah I, do, I gotta check that out. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. I'm totally gonna watch that. Yeah, I got you know I got those on Blu-ray, of course. Yeah, that's on my list. Like I said, I gotta get all these on Blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> and all the direct because now they have like you know all the souped-up versions, you know, with the director's cut and like commentary, all the extras, you know. I gotta yeah. get. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's a movie lover's dream. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Have you um? Okay, back to uh the indie lounge real quick. Uh huh. Um, do you you ever think about going like? 
twice a month or weekly or anything? Yeah, um, I want to. Like I said, though, I mean, I'm I'm totally down. We've had discussions. It it might be going getting more. Um, you know, we might be doing more per month. Um, but it's really kind of up to the availability of the studio and the studio manager and, and the volunteers. And I, you know, they're, they, they work really hard, like I said, and I don't, I don't want to push them, but you know, if it, if it's something that'll work out for all of us, I totally want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah, it's, it's so much fun. And, um, I, like I said, I have so many people hitting me up. I wish I could put everyone on, you know, it's like I tell people and I'm like, I'm sorry, it's once a month, you know, I do want to get you on. So yeah. um, the good thing, though, is that it went from a half an hour to an hour. So now we can have um, that's what I've been trying to do, like two guests per show, like a, a musical act and then, like you know, the main the, the other one. Um, so that might give me a little more flexibility, too. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You um, your uh, your last. When did you start going to um sixty minutes? My last episode. Oh, that and, was the first um, long form. Yeah, yeah, and that's with a guy um, who directed a video for um, the Lumineers, which is one of my favorite bands. I love the Lumineers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he, uh, his name's Nicholas Sutton Bell. He's an artist and um. You know, he does he does a lot of cool art and he like I said, he he actually illustrated this really awesome video for the Lumineers. He's actually really good friends with them. Um it was funny because we were supposed to have two guests come on, another guy that helped with, with the Lumineers video, and then he couldn't make it at the last minute. So I was like, All right, we'll just do another half an hour show. That was my initial plan and then start the hour when Jackie comes on. Right. Um but then we just like we he was such a cool interview. He was so easy. He was so interesting. And he had so much to talk about that. I'm like, you know, we're just going to do an hour like on the spot. I just we just, you know, we started our hour show then. So it was really cool. That's great. I love the, you know, off the cuff, uh, you know, yeah. pressure situations. You, you really find out who you are, if you could rise or if you could fall in those situations. Yes. Yeah. Very exhilarating. Yeah, it really is. And it, it's cool. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get at doing it, which is really cool. I think that's why, like, sometimes I don't really prepare for my podcast. I mean, I I um, I checked out your bio and stuff, so I, I took some notes on you because, um, you know, I don't really know you, so I wanted to know a little bit yeah. about you. Yeah, but, of course. But most of the time, I just kind of start my show off the cuff, and I find that... I really like rise to the occasion and I always find something to, again, babble about, you know, but it's very <laughs> exhilarating. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally, I, I feel the same way. And when, when I first started, I don't know about you, but like for me, I was, I was so nervous, you know, like it's funny because I'll look back at my first episodes. It's like, oh my God, I was so nervous. Now I'm like, I'm always just like, whatever, you know, now it's just the more I do it, the more comfortable I am doing it. And, and like you said, you know, I was, I was preparing, like when I first started, I mean, notes to like, I was trying to memorize my notes, yeah. <laughs> which is like, oh my God, you're going to sound so stiff, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So I did. I do the same thing now that you do. It's like I don't. I don't stress about it. It's like I'll look over their stuff because yeah, you have to know kind of like you got to have a guide, you know, and yeah. kind of know about them. And plus, I'm interested. But I'll even, you know, I'll meet with these people before the show. They'll they'll come in and and we'll chill until the set is set up or whatever. And I don't want to ask them too much, you know, because I'm I'm like, all right, we gotta wait, we gotta stop, mm-hmm. we gotta save this for on air. You gotta keep it fresh and real. That's right. That's right. Tell, tell um uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. F- you can find me on Twitter at Indie Lounge TV, and you can find me on Facebook, Indie Lounge TV, and you can email me Mandy at Indie Lounge TV dot com, and our website www.indielounge.tv.com. That's got all of our episodes. It's got our bios and you know, way to contact us too. Awesome, man. That really, um, well, I want to thank, um, I'm sure, uh, Jack gave you my information to, uh, reach out to me. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, thanks for doing the show. You were, uh, pretty awesome. I got to say. Thank you. You too. It was awesome. I had a blast. And I like your show and I'm going to, um, check in, you know, once in a while, see what's going on over there make sure everything's all right. <laughs> very cool <laughs> thanks and I'm gonna um, you know every time I do a show I'm gonna try to get a plug in for you now and then I might forget cause you know I don't really prepare but I'm definitely gonna try to let everyone know about your show and um, try to reach out to you and if you if you um, I don't know if you run the Twitter or, or however it works if when you guys have a show coming out make yeah. sure to message me or mention me and I'll retweet it and um, I'll do all that good stuff for you. Cause oh, you guys, you thanks. and Jack, you're good people. Thank you, Mike. You too. Thank you. And I, I want to, you know, I'll do the same for you. I'll promote your show and tweet, you know, about you and everything. So yeah, absolutely. All right, man. You have a good weekend. Thanks, Michael. You too. Thanks a lot. Take Thank care. You. All right. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, that was Mandy Del Rio from Indie Lounge TV. Check out our show, IndieLoungeTV.com, and I'll be right back. It's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. All right, we're back. Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. Um, thanks, uh, Mandy Del Rio, for doing the show. And I want to uh, give a big shout-out to the Bold and Belligerent podcast. My man, Lauren and Mike and Josh and Luke. They're uh, watch. They were um. They they they're peeking in on um. What the fuck is the name of this thing? Something with a P. Periscope. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be doing some periscoping. Periscoping. <laughs> periscoping. Uh, you know, once in a while I'll do like a pre-show. I record the show. Uh, whatever it may be. I'm gonna have to download the app now. <clears throat> yeah, it's really, really, really cool. I peeked in on um their show pre-show a little bit. It was really cool. You know, you get to see it's like behind the scenes type stuff. You could see um the guys who you, or the girls you hear their voice. Angela's with me. Hi. Um, it's been a minute. Has it? <coughs> Everybody's missed you. No. It's been I've like missed everybody though. Three weeks. It has been a while. It's, it's been a while since I've talked about movies. Yeah, we're going to do a movie uh, movie thing right now. Can you say something? Hello. I, to- I thought I was a little bit low. You're a lot louder than I am. You just got a comment, but you missed it. It went away already. No. <laughs> oh, I guess I should keep that thing closer so I can see the comments. They probably can't hear us. That's why. 
You don't think they can hear from this far away? <laughs> the eyebrow was good just now. Oh, they hear. All right, they hear. All right. Oh, cool. That is, this is like the coolest thing. The live action comments. Yeah, but I can't see the comments. That's the only thing. It's really far away. But that's the best way to get us in. You can see a nasty, dirty kitchen in the back. It's really not that bad. It looks a lot more cluttered than it is. There's just dishes in the drain. And my messy baking stuff on the, cat, on the stove. <laughs> All right, so we're Don't re- hate. We're recording a podcast. Well, comment, comment. Go read it. <laughs> Yo, big shout out to the Dirty Dishes podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, the Double DP podcast. That's what they said. Those are the clean dishes, the clean ones. In the drain, there are dirty ones, though. All right. um, (laughs) We're going to talk about a movie called... Housebound. House. Not not Homebound. Not Homebound. Housebound. All right. Now, this movie, it's a horror movie. Uh, Well, when we went in, we thought it was a horror movie. Yeah. So, we went in... Waiting for a horror movie turned out to be a comedy mm-hmm. horror movie. Yes. 2014. And there was a moment where she's taking a piss. Do you remember when she's taking a piss and then she stops pissing because st- she's pissing? Oh, she heard a noise? And then she, she hears a noise, so her tinkle stops. <laughs> and then she looks and then starts pissing again. And then the noise happens, and then she stops pissing. She's really good with them Kegels. That's all I got to say. Yo, you got to work out them Kegel muscles. Uh Got to say what's up to the Lo-Fi show, the Kegel Masters. Right on. (laughs) They they were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. All right, so once you go in knowing it's a comedy, it's, it's an all right movie. Me going in thinking it's a horror movie, I was like, what is this bullshit? Absolutely. I am totally with you. The main character, the girl, was not very likable. No, and actually, shout out to Pot of the Damned, because one of them, I think it might have been, it was either Josh or Edgar who said they didn't like the girl at first. Or they didn't like the girl at all. I fucking hated her. Yeah. She kind of, like they said, I think they said they kind of tried to redeem her in the end. And I was kind of okay with her by the end of the movie, but... At first, I hated her. Her stupid face. The stupid faces she made with her stupid face. I don't know. <laughs> she just irritated no, me. Her stupid faces were making stupid faces. <laughs> yeah. I think even you said, I don't like this girl. She was very manly. She By the end of the movie, I didn't mind it. Mind her. Yeah, for me, it was... Um, uh, there's two people in the room now. For me, it was... Uh, she. I liked her at the end. Okay. Like, I, she she turned it around for me a little bit. I liked her in the end. I thought her and the security guard, what was his name? Um, uh, something with an A. Shit, I think I wrote it down. But I thought they made, like, a pretty good comedy team. Like, they were good together. Like, I want to see those Amos. two. Amos. Amos. Uh, for the guy who just joined in on um. that app that I can't remember the name of. Periscope. Periscope. We're talking about a movie called House... Bound. House Bound. And um, <laughs> I keep wanting to say homebound. I think because you're trying to do too many things. You're trying to talk into a microphone and talk to a, a video. And I'm jerking off under the table. so That's always a little technical. <laughs> but anyway, I thought she, I really liked her towards the end. Um, she actually started getting attractive. And no. I a little bit. And then she turned around and be manly again. But 
She yeah. was um she I really liked it towards the end. I really liked the movie towards the end. The slapstick comedy they really turned it on. Mm-hmm. I don't think they knew what they were doing until like halfway in. Yeah, I actually I wrote down that I think this movie was part ghost story, part people under the stairs, part murder mystery, part slapstick comedy, part family drama, and it all worked. Yeah. And you know I think like halfway through they probably realized okay, maybe it's more of a comedy. Maybe they were yeah. going for a horror thing, but it was just kind of laughable. Right. That's good. That's actually perfect because it was it has the family element. Mm-hmm. Um, the mother was just an obnoxious twat the whole time. Yeah, but then at the end, you kind of liked her at the end because she did some cool shit at the end. Yeah, that's true too. And um, I just don't think they, they knew what the fuck they were doing, but overall, it was entertaining. Um, if you go in... Knowing it's a comedy horror, you'll like it. Mm-hmm. I think um, the dialogue and the facial expressions like were spot on in their timing. Everything, you know, the action kept it going, and it kind of all just worked, like the mashup of it. Yeah. It was, it was good. I overall I, liked it. I, I think the, the comedic timing with that, that manly chick and the security guard was spot on. Which uh, I, I agree with, but... When when she goes to the cops and she comes back to the house to say that there's a dude living in the stairs, where the fuck is Amos? Because he knows he's that sh- he's just gone. Nowhere to be found. He, um, I don't oh. remember. Oh, no, no, no. Not, that's not what would happen. He, he was, was there. there and he just didn't fest. Like, he didn't. He clammed know, up. Right. He didn't cooperate with her at all. <laughs> yeah, I want to say what's up to the third person in a, uh. What the fuck is the name of that? Periscope. Holy Peris- shit. I don't even have it and I know it. For the other person in the Periscope app. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. So thanks for li- uh, thanks for watching. That's and really thanks cool. for listening. It okay. pops up that it shows you that somebody else joined. Yeah. In the corner. Do you see the little person thing? Uh, I have my glasses on and I still can't They're see right it. There. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that your hand is Yo, there. You guys it's above my, my head. My hairy fucking knuckles. Goon hand. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so comment. <laughs> no. What does it say? You need to read it aloud. <laughs> Call me Knuckles. Knuckles. Yeah, hairy Knuckles. <laughs> we need like a uh, like a transmission so it blah plops up on your computer. Yeah, like maybe they have that app for that. Apple yeah. AirPlay. I looked out. They don't because uh, I was gonna set gonna it say, up perfect. right here. Yeah, right in your grill. Yeah. So a uh, housebound. Housebound. Not bad. It's from New. Uh, it's from New Zealand. Mhm. So you know, it's the accents are, are all right. Um, you're right. From that scene where she's trying to prove that there's a dude living in his in their walls, mm-hmm. Amos knows about it and he just fucking clams up. He doesn't say anything. So there is some holes. Yeah. In Maybe the movie. he was just nervous. But yo, for a Netflix instant watch, yo, jump on it. Yeah, I I actually gave it two very poorly drawn thumbs up. Turds. <laughs> Look like two <laughs> turds. Um, I uh, IMDb gave it a six point eight. What do you give it? That's about right. I'm gonna go seven, uh six. Okay, I went seven point five. That's seven. high. Point five. That's really high. I liked it overall. 
Yeah. I liked it. Oh, good. For what it was. Yeah, so there's um check out Housebound on Netflix if you haven't. It's all right. It's it's a comedy, but it's a comedy horror, but it's all right. Check it out. Um Dolls. Dolls. Dolls from 86. Is that what it was? This is one of those movies uh that I've seen the cover of my whole life. It's the one with the doll holding the two eyeballs. Um, you guys have probably seen it too. Never seen it. Always seen the cover in the video store. And uh, not bad movie. We watched it, dolls. We uh, you got it from somewhere. I rented it from the library, actually. <laughs> yeah, place so that I could find it. I tried like um, Xbox Video, Amazon. Nobody had it. Big shout out to uh, eighty-seven, by the way. Shane Gray from Podcast in the Woods. Happy birthday to you. Oh, shit. Happy birthday. Thanks for thanks to Facebook for letting me know that. I didn't write on your wall. Yeah, no, happy birthday to Shane Gray. What's up, man? The big 3-0? Is that what it is? I don't know. Oh, maybe. snap. Let me go quick to his page. Let me see. So, Dolls was a movie by um, executive produced by Charles Band. He's that guy behind. He did Puppet Master, Demonic Toys. It doesn't say how old Trancers. I've never or, seen any of the... Oh, I saw Puppet Master and Puppet Master 2. And what, that movie with the vampire uh, subspecies? But uh, he loves dolls, I guess, because most of his movies has to do with dolls killing. This one was good, too. It had some couple, a couple gold doll kills. Yeah. All right, so what's this one about? Uh, I don't have any notes on it. No, you don't just remember? I know. <laughs> uh, um, this family of a man, uh, his new wife and his daughter, which is the woman's stepdaughter, who the woman's a total cunt right off the bat. Um, they're on their way somewhere. I can't remember where. The weather gets bad, so they see this house on the side of the road. They go to the house for shelter over the night, and it ends up being this doll maker's house. And he has like millions of dolls, and it's kind of weird right off the bat. You kind of kind of know something's up. Yeah, dolls, oh yeah, like, dolls are everywhere. One way and then another way, like you know, in the scenes. Um, so they stay the night, and as they're eating dinner, another group of people, two girls and a guy. Can I just interject? Yeah. The parents of the kid are assholes. Total fucking assholes, and there was zero redeeming for them before they died too. They deserved their death. Yeah, they they deserve to to die definitely. Oh, sorry about that. I um I pressed the button. I I didn't think we needed this echo anymore because we're not on Skype. Oh, I didn't hear me when when you hit it. Yeah, all right, so, yeah, go ahead. So, the, okay. the parents remind you the parents on Coraline. Yeah, because they were total assholes. But at least in Coraline, they kind of redeemed themselves a little bit after they were done with their book for the garden catalog. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, then those other two people come. It's two, like, punk rock chicks and a dude that picked them up on the side of the road. And they're all spending the night in this house of dolls. But the guy who makes the dolls knows that the kid like believes in dolls and like enjoys playing and has an imagination and so does the guy that brought the two girls like he's still a kid at heart so like they they are actually the only two to survive right yeah and the, the and the, the adult is very familiar he's been in a ton of shit 
I didn't recognize him whatsoever. Didn't recognize him? Oh, no. We gotta we gotta look him up. He's been in a, in a bunch of stuff. He's another great comedic timing. Um, what am I missing? Anything in the in the synopsis? No, it was a pretty simple story. Everyone who's an asshole dies. And if you, if you're mean to the dolls, they'll get you. Oh, they fucking get you. So what did they do? They 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 took one of the punk rock chicks, and they she was robbing the place. Yeah, she was going to steal stuff. And she was actually like swiping the dolls off the shelf, mm-hmm. and the dolls tripped her up. Yep. And a bunch of dolls grabbed her from like I guess like a bunch had her arms on the, like a bunch had a left arm and a bunch had a right arm, and then they just. Slammed her head into the fucking wall. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Almost and like dragged a, her away. Almost like a battering ram. Just bang, bang. I was going to say it reminds me of like ants when car- they carry food. Like a million ants to carry one piece of food, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can picture like millions and millions of ants just carrying this person, bashing her into the wall. But dolls. But dolls. dolls. Yeah. Uh, who died next? The stepmother? evil stepmother how did she die she was in the bed right she was she was in the bed no no she she didn't die in the bed i guess they put her back in the bed and put the sheet over her i don't remember how she died though she reminded me you ever see the movie mommy dearest yeah yeah she reminded me of that bitch that mother bitch for some reason no wire hangers no wire hangers yeah that woman was evil i saw that movie when i was young and that, I remember it to this day because of how evil that woman was. Yo, me too. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, me either. She was ne- who? Who was the woman who played her? Uh, f- <coughs> Faye Dunaway. Is that who it was? Well, I don't. Uh, I don't. Ah, shit. Do you know who played the mother in in Mommy Dearest? Was it Faye Dunaway? Answer the question. Mommy, did you guys ever see Mommy Dearest? It is. No wire hangers. Faye Donnelly. <laughs> Never mind, I got this. <laughs> IMDB got this. Um, but yeah, she she was mean. True story. That movie's a true story. Oh, for real? Yeah. I had no idea. That the, makes it even worse. Yeah, the uh, the mommy dearest was an actress. Uh, I forgot the actress she played, but the daughter. Grew up to be an actress and wrote that book. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Oh, comment. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thing, Mike. I he told was, you to read them out loud. He was. I, I have a hard time because <laughs> I got to go up there. I got to turn <coughs> to the way. He was going to have his boy look it up, but he's too high. I wish I was too high. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I miss being high. A peanut buddy and peanut buddy. Peanut buddy. <laughs> KY jealous all on that dick. I'm peanut butter and jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the daughter grew up and wrote the book about John Crawford. Oh, wow. And then made the movie. Now I got to watch it in a whole new light. But, okay, back to dolls. My favorite kill was uh, one of the little toy soldier dolls shot the other punk rock chick. That was pretty cool. Yeah, they did it like with the horns and it made yeah. it official and everything. Yeah. Three times they did it. And put like little holes in it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. great. It was really so good. cute. But um, 
was she the one who kicked them and then their faces came off? Remember that? There was little demons under the dolls. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There were little demons. So they were like demonic dolls. I mean, obviously, but I didn't realize there would be like little demons inside of them. Like like the movie Demons, Demons. Yeah. They were very similar. Their faces. Yeah, they look like the demons yeah. from the Demons movie Demons. Yeah. It's a lot of demons. Demons. And some of them they some of them got killed. She would stomp on their face. Yeah. Their, their doll face would come off, which would reveal the demon face. Mm-hmm. And then they were like... <laughs> splatter. Yeah. And um, the scene where it turned the dad into a doll was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. He turned it... Uh, the asshole father got turned into a doll. Fucker. <laughs> they were such assholes, those parents. That poor little girl deserved to be with that other guy. Yeah. That kid at heart. I'm going to look him up. He's been in a ton of shit. I got you. Nice. I got IMDB right here. What up, Computer Beach Party? <laughs> oh, st- yeah, I got to say what's up to uh, Stevie Mendoza. Uh, follow her on Instagram, uh, Computer Beach Party. What does that mean, by the way? I don't know. Maybe she can explain it because I, I don't know. Your little kitty's cute, too. What does he call Milo Mushmouth? Is that I like really? That. I, I, don't, I think that's what she says every time. I like that. It's oh, cute. that's funny. It is cute. You should come on the show, by the way. Reach out to us. Yeah, get on here. You're super cool. <clears throat> David Bauer? No, nah, you got to look at his movies okay, to on. see what he's done. That's the old guy. Yeah, so I like Dolls. Dolls was good. Really enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally watched it. After seeing it on the shelf, I uh, 20, 25 years. He was in the Reanimator. Is that who I'm thinking of? No. Ian I... Patrick Williams. No, he was fat in this movie. This not him, is it? Nah, that's not him. <laughs> who was that guy in Dolls? I don't remember him whatsoever. The dad? That was the dad. That was the dad. Rob Zombie's got a new movie coming out called Thirty One. Oh, Ralph Morris. That sounds like that would be his name. Um, the Negotiator. The Negate. You must never the Gator. I'll never forget. Uh, I was with my parents at Blockbuster one time. You ever see the movie Coneheads? Yeah. Okay. I think he says you must battle the Gator, right? But it always sounded like. You must navel the gator. <laughs> navel. I don't even know. You know, it's obviously battle, but I always thought it said navel. Yeah. So I remember being in the video store and seeing the cover for the negotiator, and I don't know why it just made me say navel the gator. Yeah, that's just <laughs> the weird things. That, <laughs> weird things in life that we do. I, I mean, shit like that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Like if I'm driving, uh, there's like um, a street called Harmony Drive. Mm-hmm. And there's a band called Venom, and they have a song called The Harmony Dies. And okay. the guy has a voice, and whenever I see Harmony Drive, I sing, Harmony Dies. Because <laughs> that's the way Just like that. That's the way the guy sings. <laughs> yeah. Harmony Drive. He was in Seinfeld one episode. Uh, maybe that's where I know him from. a lot of TV shows. Everybody loves Raymond, but nothing... Uh, nothing Probably bad. known from Raymond. Raymond or Seinfeld? Both. You watched Raymond too? I've seen it, yeah. I hate that show. Ghoulies Part 3. Robocop 2. Oh, no, it's Robocop 2. Family Definitely. Ties. One episode. Oh, it's only. Robocop 2. Totes, Robocop 2. All right, so Dolls. I'm going to give Dolls a 7. 
I'm going to agree with you on that seven. That sounds good. Great. Um, thanks for jumping in. You're so welcome. I really appreciate that. Uh, thanks, Angela, for doing the second half of the show. My pleasure. Thanks, Mandy, for doing the first. Mandy Del Rio for doing the first half of the show in the Lounge TV. Thanks for the guys who were watching me on uh, Periscope. I really appreciate the the watch. I mean, try to get the thing a little closer next time so I don't have to run up to look at comments. Uh, <laughs> check me out on Instagram and Twitter, Gungo, at Gungo Podcast. Check me out on Instagram at Cinematic Panic. Great follow. Cinematic Panic is a great follow. And um, unfortunately, I won't be on iTunes anymore. At least for a couple months, but I will be on SoundCloud. How much is it? Uh, last year it was like two forty, but I think it's less now. I'm not sure. But I do have a GoFundMe if you guys want to help me out. GoFundMe.com backslash Gungo1. Or I have a PayPal button on Gungo.Podbean.com. Well, that'll be gone because I'm going to cancel that. I would like to donate the entire cost of Podbean. That's not a donation. That's paying for it. I would like to do that for you. I don't know if I feel comfortable. <laughs> I don't know if I feel comfortable taking that. That's a lot of. It could be like two hundred and forty dollars. Could be. Okay. Well, I got the two hundred then. All right. We'll we'll look at maybe. Well, you know what? Scratch everything I just said because I think <laughs> we might have this covered. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um. When yeah. I, what? When is it up? The seventh. Okay. But you know what? I think it's cheaper now for some reason. Okay. We and should check it out. When I re-upped last year, that's when I was doing. I needed more space because we were doing the Breaking Bad show. Yeah. So we were doing two a week. Right. So I don't think I need that much space now. And if you know what, if I could get the cheap, if I could get the cheap plan, I'll just do one show every two weeks. No, let's go for the full. Let's just do it. And I'm gonna have new shirts for the spring summer. New shirts on Teespring. Check check that out. All right, thanks guys. And um, you want to? We didn't talk Walking Dead. You want to talk Walking Dead real quick? Let's we do it. We need to, real quick. All right, we're going to talk about the Walking Dead finale before we wrap it up. I loved it. I loved it. It was action-packed. Motherfucking Rick Grimes, period. We're done. You know, I don't Drop really do mic. spoiler. I don't, <laughs> I don't really do spoiler uh, thing. Like, I don't say spoiler alert or any of that shit. Cause it's, it's been t- two days. It will be a week since it aired. So if you didn't see it, fuck you. How long has it been? A week. Oh, we watched it late, right? Yeah. It, last Sunday was the last one, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, here's the thing I usually say. That if you read the description and it says we talk about the Walking Dead finale and you haven't watched it. You were clearly warned. But now there's somebody watching us live. Well, if you didn't watch <laughs> it, turn it off right this second. You're live and have the ability to turn it off. <laughs> If you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. I said my piece. Rick Grimes. All right, so they're in Alexandria. Yes. Ever since our group showed up, shit's just been going wrong. Yeah, for sure. Now, what was it? it? Things had to have gone wrong beforehand, but we just didn't know about it. Like, the people who went on runs, the uh, the woman, Deanna's son... They have, like, you know, you saw that somebody oh, yeah. else died. So shit has gone wrong for them. We just don't know about it. You know, we just got little clippets as to what has gone wrong. She knew that Pete was abusing Jesse. She just hoped it would get better. So there was bad shit. They were just 
naive, and Rick has made them see that, you know? And also, they talked about that they left someone out there. Right. And they also have this weird system where they just, if someone goes out, they just leave them. Like, they were going to leave that girl. Right. And uh, <coughs> what's his name? Redheaded. Uh, Abraham. Abraham, you know, was the only one who, you know, fought for her so she would still be alive. She yeah. fucking right hooked that guy so good. I like that. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, so sh- they they survived. What 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 we're seeing that they survived by sacrificing other people. Right. Kind one hundred percent. And who knows what story they're going back and telling Deanna. Right. Exactly. They tell her probably what she wants to hear. Yeah. So that they won't get into shit. So you know, our crew comes in. You know, battle hardened and. Yeah. They've been in the real world, and they, they uh, try to tell it like it is. And, uh, you know, Rick wakes up from it. Did that happen this week with the uh, when he got knocked out? I think it might have been the episode before. No, I don't remember. We watched like two in a night, so <laughs> it might have been the episode before the finale. Yeah. After Rick and Pete got in a fight. Yeah, so Rick goes after Pete because he's he's beating up his wife. Well, Rick likes the wife, Jesse. Yeah. So he goes after Pete to um you know let him know what's up. He but wants to kill him. It's not only because he likes Jesse. It's because Pete's beating Jesse. Yeah. The kid asked for a gun to protect his mother. Yeah. You know, it's that. It's just it's that bad. Like he's beat her unconscious. So he has just cause, and just the fact that he likes her, you know, kind of pushes him a little, a little more. You know, to do it. Right. But when she asked him, would you do this for anyone else? He said no, which I, which was weird because. I think, I think he might have said that just because he knew it, what it's what she wanted to hear in order to say yes. Right, right. You know, that, that's what I thought. Yeah. But I think, I don't think he could say definitively yes or no unless he was in that situation again, you know, because you don't know. I think she likes him too, though. She kissed him. She does. She did? At the party. Oh, Play I forgot about it. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, she kissed him at the party. And I think that's kind of maybe what made him like her a little bit more. Yeah. You know, knowing that she was into him. I forgot about that. Yeah. A little. All right, so Pete gets separated. They put him in a separate house. Mm-hmm. Rick wakes up. They're having a meeting. Uh, the townsfolk are having a meeting. What they want to do with him. Really quick, before you get into that, I just want to say, like, bringing it back to where you said about how Rick's group is now in Alexandria and shit's just going down. Our Rick's people, our people, I'm referring to them as, are kind of proving themselves too. Like Abraham with that woman, the leader of that construction crew or whatever it was, went back to Deanna and said, I'm not capable of doing this. Abraham is and she's like okay well I'm gonna put another one of their group in charge she's thinking she's getting nervous that they're taking over right she's getting nervous that they're taking over but at the same time they're kind of proving themselves like they deserve to be in charge they are seasoned they know what's going on they know what to do they know how to survive right even Glenn took over going out right you know and he told the guy that fucking asshole what was his name I don't remember Nick something maybe something I don't know whatever he should have fucking killed him, especially in the fucking jungle after yeah. the jungle, the woods, the, the, the forest. forest after uh, he tried to shoot him. But OK, go back to what you were saying. Yeah, you're right. And Glenn, um, he decided not to. 
And Which, then they're, they're walking back together, arm, you know. Yeah. I guess they'll be at peace now and, you know, the whole way everything played out in the end. Well, that guy is such a snake that he'll try to kill him again. Probably. Motherfucker. Yeah, just because Glenn knows his, how he is, how, in his heart, Glenn knows how that guy is. Yes. You know? Glenn's too, too much of a good person. And stupid uh, Gabriel goes out into the world. And kills a couple zombies for whatever reason. I don't know. Gabriel. The priest. Oh, fuck that motherfucker. And I don't know. What do you think he was trying to do killing those zombies? Um, I think at first, you know, because he walked out and he said, I'm ready to go. I think that he was ready to die. Like, he was losing he, his mind, kind of. He was ready. He didn't want to be there anymore. He can't live with the fact that he let all those people die. He didn't say, I'm ready to go. He just said, I'm ready. Okay, he said, I'm ready. I took it as I'm ready to go. He didn't. He went out there like in a white shirt and sweatpants. He wasn't wearing his priest outfit. I took it as an I'm ready because he let it come at him, and then I think he got too scared, and, then, and that's why he fought it off. Right. That's how it seemed to me, and the fact that when he went back, who was it? Sasha, who was waiting yeah. for him. He says to her about how he let all of them die. I think that guilt is just weighing on him so much that yeah. he doesn't feel like you know he deserves to be alive. And he's kind of in a day. He's like in the zone in the days, and he leaves the fucking gate open. Yeah, like a fucking asshole. I just don't understand why he would go to Deanna and tell her that Rick and his people are bad. They don't deserve to be there. They don't deserve this. Because they he's him. deflecting off of himself. His own. He's like his he own. He doesn't deserve to be. His there. own guilt is getting misdirected onto them. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. That's how he feels about himself. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh. Like, he, he found it, like, despicable what they did to the other people, but he did it, The too. Terminus people? Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. And, but he he is guilty of his own thing. So it's almost like he's, like, misdirecting it, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I, I could totally see that. Yeah. That's why he said the same thing, like, Sasha, you don't belong here. Yeah. You know, what you did, and then that's how he feels right. about himself. Yes. I'm totally, and then he, he actually reiterated the fact that he let them all die right after that. So, yeah. Yeah, so then yeah, when right. he was beaten down, when she beat him down, he kind of admitted to it. Kind of. I think that's why he's going to be on the road to becoming a regular person. I don't think he's going to be a priest anymore, I don't think. I don't think so either. I don't think he thinks that he deserves to be. Yeah. It was almost like him going out and killing those zombies or, you know, if he was going out to die or whatever he was going out to do, he came back almost like baptized mm-hmm. as a, you know. He was still crazed at that when he came back, though. Yeah. It took him a while to, it took him, Sasha to be, uh, give him a fucking, uh, you know, beating his ass to. She almost shot his ass. Yeah. She's going crazy, too. She is. She's fucking losing her mind. But. Uh, what is it with her? She, I guess, lost Noah. That was like the last. First it was Bob, Bob, then Tyrese, now Noah. Why was she? She wasn't that close with him. No, but she actually said, she's like, I told Noah he wasn't going to make it. So maybe she feels guilty about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Maybe she could have helped him and, you know, prevented that from happening if she tried to help him. Yeah, that should have weighed down on you. Yeah. Right, yeah. That was the first thing she said to Michonne. Yeah. You know, I told Noah he wasn't going to make it. So that was definitely eating away at her. All right. So, you know, they're broken. Yeah. I, I think the fact that they're they're in such normalcy inside those walls, 
Doesn't help. Doesn't help. It really gets to them. It's it's not the way they're used to living. It makes them almost face themselves. Right. As who they are, as the person they are, as the things they've done. That's why Sasha went out to go hunt them to like get back to that. Right. She needed to thing. remember. She couldn't forget. And the fact that Michonne saw her doing this, that kind of sparked it in her too, which those clips back to her, you know, when she first showed up with that hood and those fucking exactly, zombies on yeah. the chains. Then she started popping them off too. Kind of right, but, exactly. Know, it it yep. brings you back, and yep. you have to remember. You have to remember to be that way because that's the world you live in now. Yeah, and you Michonne know? was all in with the civilized world. Yeah, but <laughs> she's also all in with Rick, which is pretty cool. Oh, I mean, it, yeah, they're well, you know, they're tight. Yeah, but for a second there, you kind of questioned it when she knocked him out. I was like, yeah. oh shit, you know, because she wants that so bad. To yeah. be in normalcy, to have a place to live. Excuse me. She wants that so bad that, you know, once she knocked Rick out, you kind of questioned it for a second. Like, is she yeah. is she more, you know, committed to Rick or, you know, living a normal life? Then you find out she did it just to kind of shut him up. Yeah. Because he was digging a hole for himself. Right. All right, so Rick goes out, notices the gates open, kills a couple zombies... Yeah, a couple of zombies got in. Meanwhile, they're all having their meeting about him. He was supposed to be there. My fucking ear is killing me now from squishing it between the glasses and the headphones. Yeah. Ow, sorry. Um, and that whole time, Deanna's pretty much saying they should cast him out. Yeah. And then he comes back with that zombie, you know, says that the gate was left open. Then fucking Pete comes with a sword, ends up slitting the throat of Deanna's husband. And I didn't see that coming at all. No, it was crazy. Yeah. That's all it took was was that. You know, she lo- Deanna lost somebody else, so that's all it took for her to say, Rick, do it. And that was, you know, kill Pete. He approached her with that earlier in the show, you yeah. know, saying that that was the solution to Pete. You know, if he's not going to abide by our rules and do what we say and stay away from Jesse and live alone, then we're going to kill him. And, you know, she wasn't having it. And he didn't hesitate, which was great. Oh, it was amazing. She's like, Pete, uh, um, no, she said, Rick, do it. Turn around, pop. It was awesome. Yeah, and he actually waited for the go-ahead. Yeah, he, he knew it was coming. Yeah. And then, oh, well, we need to backtrack a little bit with Rick and, uh, I mean... Jesse? No, not Rick and Jesse. Daryl and... Gay Aaron? Guy? Aaron? Yeah, I think it's Aaron. Daryl and Aaron. Is your butt hurt? Yeah, I'm Mine too. My ass cheeks are killing me. <laughs> Been sitting down for an hour 14. <laughs> um, Aaron and Daryl are out trying to recruit people. They're, fi- they're following this guy with a red hood. They end up losing him but coming across a food distributor. They yeah, see all these yeah. trucks and they're like, you know, we, we can't pass this up. We... Well, Daryl wanted to continue to look for this guy, but Aaron was like, you know, we can't pass this up. We need to have food to feed the people that we're going to bring back. Let's just go and do it. So Daryl gave in, and they went and did it. They open up one of the trailers. Like, yeah, the, what is it, like a Mack truck trailer? Yeah, it's uh, like a box from a trailer. Yeah, long trailer. And there's fucking zombies inside. They all open up. It was it a was, trap. Yeah. Um. So they they quick run to this one car that's in the middle of the parking lot, and there ends up being a note in there saying that bad people coming, it's a trap. So now they know they're fucked. Daryl kind of has a moment there. What does he say to Aaron? I don't remember. I really don't. I don't remember either, but he had like a moment. 
And I thought he was going to die because of that moment. What did he say? He said something about... Fuck, I can't remember. It was good, though. I can't remember. I'm pissed that I can't remember. But he had, like, a moment, and then they both decide... Well, no, he says he's going to go out, you know, and make it for the fence. And Aaron's like, no, I'm coming with you. So you think... You know, you definitely think Daryl's going to die. I thought he was going to die. But Morgan ends up coming, which you see him in the beginning of the episode, too, which is really cool. He's a fucking ninja certified. Yeah. How did he become such a bow staff expert? Training. (laughs) Fucking. Well, you know what? It's been a long time, so he probably met someone on the way. Yeah, maybe that's true. But um, Morgan comes, saves them, gets them out of the car. And they, they make it to safety. And at the end, after Rick shoots Pete, Morgan's like, Rick? What and do you think? Up. How did you think Morgan felt about it? By the look on his face, he looked like he was like, what the fuck? Very disappointed. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because Morgan kind of did the decent thing and didn't kill those guys. So you can kind of see why he would ex- like why he, why he would think that of Rick killing somebody. Yeah. But he doesn't know, you know, but he did look like, what the Fuck. That was a sh- uh uh that dude's a great actor and um his face said a lot. I think maybe it was because he'd been he's been searching for Rick for so long like he had the map from when they were at the church like he's been following their trail for a while. And then when he does see him he sees him like that. Yeah. Kind of, you know. And you like know been, this is the one man I know in the world, you know, and he's killing somebody, a human being, not a zombie, a human being. And when Rick saw him, he kind of like felt I think that Rick had like a little remorse about it. Like he saw him doing it and that was a bad thing. Like yeah, my mom yeah. just caught me doing something bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I hate that he didn't say anything. Like it just ended before Rick got a word out. I tell you why I liked the last season and the finale is cuz I want more. Uh huh. It definitely like the season before this was eh for me, but this one I was like ah, not enough. This year definitely makes me want to watch more. October can't come fast <gasps> enough. Yeah. Very very good season finale and entire season. Yeah, half definitely. Season, li- whatever I, fuck you call it, half season. Oh yeah, half season. Well, that's a season. Co- the mid season finale. It, I really like the season. Very good. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Wow, two very enthusiastic thumbs That's up. That's from Scream, by the way. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. <laughs> Stupid stew. I guess uh, that's about it then. Cool. Damn, we just did an extra 18 minutes on Walking Dead. Awesome. And my, my butt's numb. Yeah, mine too. And my fucking ear is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I need to play some Call of Duty now. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Sorry I didn't give you all the shout-outs that I usually give, but um, I'll, I'll catch up with you next time. Later. Peace. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm ending this week's episode with a song by my friend Paul. My friend Paul's band, Death Dealer. Go to deathdealerli.bandcamp.com and uh, go download the album. Check it out. Death Dealer. Later. Thanks for checking out the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Gungo Podcast. That's G-U-N-G-O Podcast. And listen to past episodes at gungo.podbean.com. <laughs>